0: The Guru is live. Good morning. We've got a great topic this morning. and I hope you've got a cup of coffee in your hand because I'll tell you what, you're going to need it this morning because it's a tough and rumbled topic this morning. Thank you for the suggestion in the comments. I love it. I get back to everyone on the comments. If you have comments this morning, you can put in any of the social medias. I'm tracking them all. You can put it in Facebook, YouTube. YouTube is probably the easiest for me. But whatever, wherever you're watching the show, you can put your comments in. Today, the topic is, shh, don't talk about it. And what shouldn't we talk about with our clients? Are there topics that should not be discussed with the clients? Is that even possible? I mean, we have a fiduciary relationship with our clients. The fiduciary relationship, you know, all that wonderful stuff that comes along with it. Are there things that we shouldn't discuss? Oh, yeah, there's things that shouldn't be discussed, by the way, with clients. And there's things that legally, according to your license, you shouldn't be talking about. You need to leave it alone. Let's go to the big one, the one that comes up all the time. Has someone died in this house? You know, you, you don't have to show many houses. You can be in this industry a short amount of time. I mean, you can be in, the, in this industry m- merely days and start showing homes, and you'll have someone to ask the question, well, has someone died in this home before? Is there something to worry about here? I'm not certain what they're worried about. You know, I'm not a a, a creepazoid person that gets creeped out on death and, and, and weird things like that. I just figure all kinds of things have happened in every home that's out there. And death is just simply the other part of the ending part of life. And it likely has happened in the home Murders, well, I hope they haven't happened there, but they happen somewhere. I don't want them to happen, but they do happen. And people will ask you, has, has there been a murder in this house? Has there ever been there ever been a death in this house? Well, first, you probably have no idea. You could go look it up, but you know what? We're not supposed to talk about it anyway. So leave it alone. In fact, I just tell client clients, according to my license, I, that's not a topic I can discuss. I'm having a little sip of coffee here this morning. I hope you're having a great morning today as we talk about things that shouldn't be talked about with your clients. Now, in the comments, tell me, what do you think shouldn't be talked about with the client? Put in the comments... What things do you avoid talking about with clients? Not just, I don't mean just legals. I, there's only a couple things that are really legal things that we can't talk about with clients. But what do you avoid talking about with clients? Because there's a whole host of things. We're going to go over a bunch of them today. of Things that I would suggest as your guru, just avoid. Don't talk about it. It's not worth it. It's a trap. And it leads to a discussion that isn't healthy. It's not building your business. And what's the number one thing that we're doing here on this show? We are about building your business every single day. I want 22 to be an explosive year for you. And we can put more money in your pocket every day by building your knowledge base and your client base. By the way, let me just, let me just hit this real quick. Today is the guru members only event. All you have to do is hit subscribe in YouTube. It's a YouTube guru members only event. We are going over the one week business plan. We started today, it's a multi-week process. We started today about management. Yes, you're a single agent you, and you say, "Well, I don't need management." Oh, well. This is the first mistake that no, ser- that agents that are not serious about their career. I, you're serious. I know you wouldn't be here if you weren't serious. I get that. But agents that aren't serious don't think about management because even a single agent has to have a management plan. You have to, and we're going over that in the members only event today. All you have to do is hit subscribe and join me. Okay, next, let's talk about the types of neighborhood. What type of neighborhood is it? You know, your client, Another, you know, they ask about the death thing and the murder thing, of course, and you say, whoa, 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 I can't talk about that. And they say, well, what kind of neighborhood is this? What kind of, I mean, I love the house. The house is awesome. But what kind of neighborhood is this? First of all, I don't even know what they mean by the question. What kind of neighborhood is it? Did they drive a car here? Could they not see it? Could they walk the? I would say, go walk the neighborhood. Take a look for it. And they'll say, Well, what kind of neighborhood do you think it is? I don't know. And I will tell them. I don't know. It's a wonderful neighborhood. They're all wonderful for different reasons. Go and walk the neighborhood. Do something in the neighborhood. Drive the neighborhood. Get involved in local events. Take a look at things in the neighborhood. What's going? I mean, are they saying? Are they asking? Are there neighborhood associations? Are there neighborhood? fun parties going on I mean, you really don't know what they mean when they say what type of neighborhood is this my fear is that they're asking something that would have to do with protected classes of course you're not going to talk about that you have no interest in talking about protected classes that would be ridiculous and a bad bad conversation to be going down when someone says what what type of neighborhood is this so they must be meaning, meaning something else. I don't. By the way, I think most people are really good-hearted. I think most people mean well. They just don't understand what they're asking. So the next thing that they typically tempt- ask about is, well, what's the crime rate in the neighborhood? You know, I go around. We all go around as realtors with all this crime data in our head, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. We we'll, we we're a walking crime log, you know. I gotta have another sip of coffee this morning. Maybe slow down, just a, just a touch. I can get excited about this because it is exciting when people start asking questions because they are their interest is being piqued in what you're showing them. That's really a good thing but you need to guide the conversation through the maze of problem areas that you don't want to talk about and you shouldn't be talking about it type of neighborhood we don't even know what that what what, was meant by that and you know you just need to get away from it because that is something they needed to go out and discover on their own crime rates well we're not walking dictionaries of what the crime rate is. In fact, I always tell people, go to Google and Google the crime rate for a particular zip code or neighborhood. You are likely to find great information and information much better than what I could ever begin to tell you because I'm not going to anyway. <laughs> Maybe leave that last part off. <laughs> Religion. Now, you'll get a you get plenty of clients that'll ask you, about religion. And what religion of the people were in the house currently? Or just sold it? Or the neighbor is there a you know what religion is this neighbor? I've never met found a neighborhood by the way that have one religion. That's I mean this, what you, you go somewhere and this is the Catholic neighborhood. No, it, come on. That's that's not what we're doing. And you don't want to talk about of course religion is one of the protected classes. Come on. We're not going to talk about that, but people will ask, and you need to avoid the topic, or simply say that's an uncomfortable area for me. And you might want to go and Google for that. That's another one of those wonderful Googleable—well, there's a term for you—Googleable things that you could go and do. Okay, so cultural groups—they're not necessarily religion, but they can certainly ask you about cultural groups in the area what what are the cultural groups that make up the neighborhood well here once again i hate to go back to this but go and walk the neighborhood you know so much can be gained by walking a neighborhood so much and but i'm talking the client not you have the client go and walk the neighborhood drive the neighborhood get to know the neighborhood read things about the neighborhood go to facebook and start looking at neighborhood associations and neighborhood events that have to do with that address they will find things and you can simply avoid the conversation because these are not healthy conversations when it comes to advising your client. By the way, take a moment, follow us on Facebook. We're all over social media. Take a moment, hit that thumbs up, hit the like button or one of the, things, one of the little emojis that come up. Give us one, one of the emojis, thumbs up, thumbs down, happy face, give us one of them. I love it when I see it. it, I will tell you, it makes my day to find out we have have gotten an an emotion from the people that that are watching the show. I, I, I really just dig it. Take time. Hit that. Also, comment. And, of course, as I already mentioned, on YouTube, subscribe and open up. The Guru members only. And let's build your business. Let's build your business. Also join us for deeper training and you can find that. We have a course called Kickstarter. If you're trying to build your business today and you don't have enough clients, you don't have enough leads to become clients, let's get you into the Kickstarter course. This is what the Kickstarter course does. Here, You, you see the slide right in front of you now or off to the side. <laughs> i believe this is where it is that shows you the address kickstarter.your-realestateguru.com it'll take you right to the course it'll tell you all about the course and let me give you a little secret about it you can jump into our course and it's a money back guarantee that's how certain i am It's going to put money in your pocket and build your business with critical knowledge of the year 22. You have skills. There's no doubt. You have skills of yesterday. Let's sharpen them with an edge of 22. That is what critical thinking and critical building your business is all about. It's about sharpening the edge with the year 22 because it changes all the time and we have to stay on top of how to build our business. All right, well, what else? What other topics? I'd like to hear from you in the comments. What topics do you avoid about the house, about buying a house, about the makeup of the area? What are you, do you avoid topics about the city? And what you know, people will ask. Well, I'm I'm moving here from somewhere else. What kind of city is this? Now, I always have some resources about the city itself. Now, for the Portland area, we have the Portland. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the website now. I can get it posted for you later. Anyway, it's uh the Portland, Oregon. Ah, oh, goodness sakes. To a uh, tourism, Portland, Oregon tourism, and th- there's a little acronym that goes along with it. Anyway, so you can take a look at the tourism, and Portland has a bunch, and Seattle as well, and all the, the different cities have their own tourism websites. You can go, to, and you can go to the, and I have a list of chamber of commerces because the chamber of commerces are great resources for events. And you can point them to this to show them what's going on in the city for events. So I have someone coming from out of the area. They don't, maybe they're moving here for a job or they're moving here because other family are migrating to this area and they need to know something more. They want to know something more about the city itself. Well, these are wonderful resources out there in tourism. POVA, it is, P-O-V-A. Portland, Oregon Visitor Association, finally came to my, my brain this morning, POVA. We'll put it in the comments out there for you. I believe it's POVA.org. We'll take you to the Portland, Oregon Visitor Association. And there are so many events, similar similar websites for the Seattle area, Bellevue, Kirkland, uh, in the Portland, Portland area, Tigard, Uh, McMinnville, I believe, also has a visitor association. You you can look up the local chambers, as I mentioned. Point them to the chambers. The chambers are a wonderful, wonderful resource of events and local businesses. You want to show someone the flavor of your city? These are things you can talk about. These are the wonderful things. But what else can you not talk about? What about ghosts? (laughs) I had a client about four years ago that was all about ghosts and they wanted to know uh, about the ghost registry. Apparently there is one. I did not know that. I I probably could have guessed. (laughs) There is a ghost registry. I don't know who's registering the ghosts or what's going on with it, but there's a ghost house registry and I've been made aware of a couple of them that are around. Are on, there's one down off of 12th and Belmont in, in the Portland area that is an official ghost ghost registered house. That apparently there are ghosts there, but big way bigger than that. Some people will want to talk about has there has there been any research on ghosts in that particular house? And the, my answer always is, I have no idea. I have no idea about ghosts. I'm not. Declaring the validity of ghosts or the non-validity? I, I, I don't go down that path. I would like to hear from you. What do you do when people ask you about ghosts? You know, the whole ghosts and goblins, and, and they can be good ghosts and bad ghosts, I suppose. It, it can be all over the map. Let me know in the comments. What do you do when someone asks you about ghosts in the house? Or, are there neighborhood ghosts? I haven't heard of that before, but seems like they're always attached to a house from the from the movies that I've seen maybe, maybe there are others one moment please all right a more serious topic other than ghosts although certainly to my client about four years ago ghosts were very serious it was spot on and she had a a, a whole list of 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 homes for that she was actually interested in homes that had ghosts by the way so let's talk about your opinion particularly your unqualified opinion you know as your guru i've got a bun- bunch of degrees i'm kind of a, an education nerd with nine degrees and i love education but when it comes to qualified opinions even with a bunch of degrees i'm unqualified in the majority of things for example i don't know anything of a roof I don't know anything about a foundation. I don't know anything about heating systems other than I go and turn it up when I'm cold. I turn it down when I'm hot. Foundations, I hope they're not cracked. But I don't know the quality of them. I don't know the quality of the roof. I can ask someone because I can't see. I can ask someone, what does the roof look like? Is it in good shape? Is it in good repair? Is it leaking? And maybe I can tell that on my head if it's leaking. I hope I hope it's not leaking that bad. Don't give your opinion where you're not qualified. Just straight out. Don't give your opinion where you're simply not qualified to talk about something. If you're not qualified, simply say, the roof appears that we should have an inspection on it or i always suggest having a roof inspection and a foundation inspection or i think we should you're interested in the home let's talk about the inspections that you're interested in having on the home because you know everybody talks about the general inspection but there's a bunch of inspections there's probably 10 15 different types of inspections maybe more that you could have on, on a home. There's a lot of inspections. You start looking at mold inspections and septic inspections and water line inspections and electrical inspections. I mean, it really is a long laundry list of possibilities, but you're not the expert. And let me tell you, even if, even if in your past career, you were a septic line inspector, your job with this client is a realtor. You need to let the person that's going to be doing the inspection have the qualified opinion about it and you simply be the source of the source. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. The source of the source. That is where you're referring them to someone and you, and you become... The, in, the go-between on how to get these things done. You know, the best thing we bring to the table as brokers is our ability to negotiate and general knowledge of what to go after. That is really imperative because it keeps the ball rolling forward and keeps everybody informed. Okay, reasons the sellers are moving. This is another one of those top 10 questions that when a, when a buyer really gets serious about wanting to buy a house, they want to put an offer in, how often, love to hear from you in the comments on this one as well, how often do they ask, well, why are they selling? And we all, you know, it's the nature of what we do. We always want to have an answer but the answer shouldn't include what they're actually moving for. First of all, if you know it, it could be considered confidential information. So you probably shouldn't say. Next, you're unlikely to know what it is. And if you don't know, you simply need to tell them, I don't know why they're moving. Maybe they are upsizing or downsizing or just want to move. I don't know. I've even had clients say, well, go and find out why they're moving. Now, this is easy. This is easy for those of you building a business. When you get asked that question, well, go and find out why they're moving because I'd like to know before I make an offer. This is easy. What you say is, if I find out why they're moving, will it impact you making an offer on the home? Because the answer is always going to be no. It's, well, I just wanted to know what why, why they're moving away from me. Well, just wanting to, wanting to know isn't good enough. From that point, you say, oh, I really can't do that because it's, it's a breach of fiduciary duties. It's a breach of confidentiality. The other side, they'd be telling me such things, and I don't want to put them in a position. Of them breaching their fiduciary duties, because then even if I knew, I shouldn't, we shouldn't be having that conversation. And then you just move on from it, and that's okay. It's it's good to simply move forward. Move on. Why people are moving are often personal reasons. Just like the reasons that your client is moving or making an offer on something, they're personal reasons. And these kind of things shouldn't be part of the negotiation. Just like your client wouldn't want you to put in the contract, we're making an offer of $400,000 on your home because my client is, is being evicted from his apartment and needs somewhere to live. You would never put that in there. That is not to be discussed. You would never put that in there. But by making that statement to them as an example, begins to open up the door so they can understand why you don't discuss things like that because there is no value in that discussion. It doesn't raise the value of the home. It doesn't lower the value of the home. Those discussions are simply valueless. Okay, join us for some training on this. Join us at Kickstarter. We also, though, I want to bring this up. I didn't mention it earlier. We have one-on-one coaching programs. This is not where you have to join. We have a, a team also. You can join us for coaching as a group coaching. We also have one-on-one coaching programs where we get into your business with you to build your business directly. If you are serious today about making this year the biggest financial year you and your family have ever had, and the year that you are going to honor your family with a great career, you're going to honor your children, they're going to be proud of you, this is the career you chose, you took time to go and get licensed. And now this is the year, if you're serious about actually pulling this together, you need to be going through the Kickstarter program, number one. But number two, and this is big, you need to be doing one-on-one coaching. You know, every leader, every leader of any industry, is doing coaching. I mean, they are the receiver of coaching. Let me tell you why, because people say, well, why would they ever get coaching?" You know, they're a multimillionaire. They get coaching because you cannot think of it all yourself and you can't process it all yourself. Nobody can think of it all. And using the coach as a sounding board and the coach is focused on your business. Does the coach have all the answers? Absolutely not. Coaches don't have all the answers, but coaches are great sounding boards and have seen a lot of examples of how people make a great business out of real estate and can help guide you in a direction without making so many mistakes. Why go down the path of making a bunch of mistakes when somebody can guide you and keep you on the uphill path of growth? Why wouldn't you want that? And I suspect that you absolutely would want it. All right, today we've been talking about things you shouldn't talk about. And there's a bunch of them. My favorite one, of course, is the crime the crime rates and they act like as if we're we're a walking crime blotter and happen to know this data and we, we're not going to talk about it no matter but there's a bunch of like here in the comments what you like the best what is your top topic when it comes to things that you just you're just not going to talk about and you avoid talking about them i'd like to hear from you in the comments about that and I will be seeing you shortly at the members-only event that starts in about five minutes. This is Real Estate Daily. I'm your real estate guru. And I'll be talking to you on the subscribers-only, members-only event on YouTube. Five minutes.